morning. You are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Welcome, everybody. We are very excited to be here. We are uh, seconds away from uh, <laughs> Rosh Hashanah at this point. Uh, it is, uh, again, a Wednesday morning. We are gathering in the studio because Fridays are just getting crazy, crazy, crazy. And I wanted Leia in the studio, and you'll hear why in just a couple of minutes. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman. I'm about... All the food, all the time I love, food I love shopping for it, cooking it, eating at restaurants, anything food related. I'm a kosher personal chef, a cookbook author, I give cooking classes, I cater for people for Shabbos, for Yontov. Anytime you don't feel like cooking, you can give me a call. I hope you'll tune in every week and hear about my cooking adventures, my kosher food traveling and sharing of great food and recipe ideas and my amazing guests. Um, I want to hear about your food experiences too. So you can email me, Naomi, at nachamsegal.com or you can reach me through my website, The Aussie Gourmet, or Instagram, or Twitter, or Pinterest, or Facebook, all those outlets. So uh, I love hearing, and I want to hear what you're making. And send me pictures and tag the Nachum Siegel Network. I'd love to see, or Naomi Nachman, and we'd love to see what you're doing and what you've learned from our show. I like to make it very engaging. And thank you for everyone who has been sending in have their pictures and their comments. Another very exciting show last week was like unbelievable. It was like so inspiring with Alex Rappaport and, and Yossi Matapul who has left his restaurant in New Jersey to go help the Jewish community in Houston in this month of Elul when we do tzedakah and, and just to be part of the Jewish community over there. there it's unbelievable. And then, of course, uh, we had Shifra Klein talking about Joy of Kosher, cooking up some of the stuff from that magazine as well. So, um now we're going to have another very exciting show. We always have a good time when we have Gabriel Geller in the house because he brings wine. Maybe Jay will come and join us. We'll see. He may be stuck in a little traffic. But, more but wine for us. If more you wine. Know. You know what, Jay, don't come. Me and Gabriel, ZK, Leia. We miss you, but we'll manage. Yeah, somehow we'll manage. But you know what? More crackers too and cookies. Leia, Leia Gottheim has uh, joined very us. Very interesting um, well, collection. We'll talk about it soon. Yeah, we'll talk about it soon. And really, we're going to eat about it soon. Oh, yes. Yeah, we're going to eat about it. Leia is the, I don't even know, CEO. No, no, VP. <laughs> VP, VP. VP. Okay. Let's just call you P for president because, you know, you, you work so hard for them. You deserve to be the P. <laughs> Thanks um, for the promotion. <laughs> yeah, you're done. I'll just tell Morty. Um, so she, of kosher.com. Kosher.com as almost a year old, and I said for the first year anniversary, let's bring Leia on the show. She's been on the show on the phone, I believe. Have you, I think you've been on the show. Well, I on think the I had to cancel the last minute because I had a terrible cold. Yeah, you were sick. I literally couldn't And Michal Frischman. Yeah, yeah Michal, right, Michal. Shout out to you. Love you, Michal. Um, she came on because you were sick with the... And, and the then, day of your radio interview is not the best day to lose your voice. No. Hello, this is Leia. Okay, <laughs> that yeah. was me. Well, we're glad you're healthy and you're in the studio yourself. Um, so welcome. I'm very excited Thank to you. have you. I'm happy to be here. We, we met uh, over a year ago when you approached me if I would do... Um, a set of videos for kosher.com. And we had a very fun day in the Upper West Side of Manhattan in a very cool kitchen with a built-in home movie theater oh, in that the basement. was unreal. Kitty, Kitty. Her Bring name popcorn. Kitty. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was unreal. That was a spectacular kitchen. That was. The whole house was spectacular. So we did our first video shoot uh, for the first four videos. That I brought we did. home some of the leftovers that day. They were delicious. Yeah. And that meat chili. Mm. The, which one? The, the chili. 
Oh, yeah, that people love that. Yeah. So, you know that I get stopped in a lot of different places. People recognize me. I hate to sound like I'm a bit full of myself, but I do get stopped because I do these great videos for crochet.com. And um, people tell me that their kids are watching it because even if you don't have TVs, a lot of homes people don't have TV, and it's, they'll watch the kosher.com and they, kids are watching the channel. So I hear so much feedback from parents. That's probably the number one feedback I hear. I cook and I have my kids watch your videos and then my kids cook with me in the kitchen. It's, the younger it's kids watch the videos, the bigger kids learn new things to try. I love hearing from parents that so really benefit from the There was a four-year-old in Israel. His aunt told me this story, how he can do my entire accent for the chili recipe. Really? There must be something that I say that's quite funny on that. I've got to watch it again. But this kid can imitate me down to a, a, the that's exact. That's so cute. Yes, yeah, so I thought that was really cute. So um, let's talk about the inception of kosher.com. Whose brainchild is with this? So Morty Herzog, who is the CEO of Royal, Royal Wine Company, um, he had the idea um, to turn kosher.com into the source of all things kosher food. So kind of a cross between the food network for kosher and also a platform where rising stars in the kosher foodie world can find an audience, find their voice, you know, reach out to more people, a central gathering place for, you know, all things kosher. And he hired me to make it happen. Oh, you've made it happen, okay. (laughs) (laughs) What's your background? So I have a background in marketing, in journalism, writing, editing. I've worked in a lot of different companies in a lot of different places. I know I don't look like I'm that old. <laughs> um, I'm not, but I started young. And it was a perfect match. I really, I use a lot of different things that I've learned um, in my career. Um, I, I did some video production in the past. I did editing. I did marketing. I did outreach. I did nonprofits. I did all kinds of things. And the only thing I didn't do, ironically, is food. I have almost no background as a foodie, and it's been a fascinating education. Um, I mean, I'm not a bad cook, but I I don't know the late. I didn't know the latest trends. I followed some of the kosher food bloggers, but it wasn't you know the center of my world. I just made you know a basic chicken for Shabbos. That kind of thing. I like and that. Now I'm the center of the world. That's so funny. For so many people, food is the center of their world. It's like everyone's foodie obsessed right now. Right. So now I have read, I have learned, I have spoken, I have eaten, I have enjoyed. I remember that delicious meal we had at Pescada in oh, Brooklyn yeah. that day with Mika when was. we were just getting started. And, you know, lunch meetings with people like you and so many others. I've really learned so much. And it's a fascinating, fascinating world. It is. And I appreciate the window I've gotten into it as I bring, you know, my more technical skills to the table. Um, no pun intended. <laughs> and I come to eat the food. Table for two. Um, so it's, it's, been, it's been a great experience. And I, it's, every day is different. Every day is exciting. There's always a new challenge. The bar is always being raised higher. There's always something new and exciting coming out, coming down the pipeline. It's a great job to work. You're so lucky. I'm glad I get to be just one small part of it, which is... Absolutely. And working with you is, of course, one of the perks. <laughs> okay, thank you, Leia. Like, likewise, likewise. Okay, so it's obviously www.kosher.com, but on Instagram it's K-O-C-H-E-R-D-O-T-C-O-M. It's Kosher.com, yeah. the dot spelled out. Right, D-O-T-C-O-M. So, exactly. you know, they do a lot of He's doing a lot Follow more us on Instagram. Marketing. We are posting amazing recipe ideas every day. 
Right. Um, plus, you can see our snippets of our latest videos that are coming out. We have such great content. Like, don't miss it. Yeah. Okay. So every week, every week, no, it's every month. It's not every week. It's every month. A few people from the kosher food industry that are into marketing get this awesome box. And what, what's yeah, it called? So let's the talk VIP, about the VIP the, taste testers box. The VIP box. taste testers box. It's so fun opening up that package and then seeing all the goodies that are going to be on the shelves in a couple of months. We get like a preview. So thanks to all our connections in the kosher food industry, um, we're connected to a lot of different companies and we speak to the people that work there and we find out the best, most exciting, most delicious kosher products coming out to stores. We try to wait until they actually start being distributed. So if you want to buy more of it, you can actually find it. Um, but things that are cutting edge, brand new, or just really good. And we send out a box to our favorite contributors like oh yeah yours here <laughs> yeah cause um, favorite eaters because she loves to eat i'm talking about myself of course in the so we person. send it out also we've opened it up um we've done a couple of giveaways on social media on our instagram and on facebook uh so you have a chance even if you're not a kosher food blogger you have if you're you know just a regular person that likes to eat you have a chance to win one of these boxes as well um so we're actually preparing this week to ship out the next box. Oh, yeah. With a back to school theme. Yes, yeah, it's really? coming. We're working oh, on yay. it. Oh, um, yay. Okay. We actually decided to add one or there's a new line of chocolates just coming out that we got so excited about. So we might wait for that to come in. We'll see, but we mm. want to send it soon. Oh, I'm excited. How much do you want that chocolate? I want that chocolate. <laughs> well, I love the chocolates you put in a couple months. Cup, was it this box or the last oh, box? The elite chocolate. The elite the chocolate. Cookies and cream filling. Cookies and cream. That was amazing. And you know mm -hmm. what? I bought this hot chocolate. I actually got Melinda Strauss bought me for my birthday the Nespresso, which foams and spins hot milk. Oh, yum. So I put, I shaved the chocolate down and I put it inside the um, hot milk as it's spinning. So the chocolate melted into the milk. It was delicious. Wow. Like in Israel, they call that the kubiya, like the square of chocolate they put at the bottom of hot milk. Oh, like they have like. The Torino milkshakes or whatever, like that kind of thing. I've yeah, so yeah. you drop that in and it's right. you stir and then you watch the chocolate like melt into That's the milk. That's like a real restaurant drink like oh, you're yeah. having at home. And you can make it at home. Amazing. So, yeah. Okay. So let's, I brought a sample for you because oh, yeah. I know you wanted some of the good stuff. Yeah. So I told them. I there's a new line of healthy, delicious cookies coming out. I tried them myself and let me make a confession if you don't mind. This flavor, this... It's called Aunt Eva's. So there's an oatmeal caramel sea salt. And I literally, when I was bringing it in here for you today, I had to look for another box because I had finished the previous Oh, one. like you naughty girl. <laughs> so don't tell anyone. Oh, okay. oh, oops, I just said it on the radio. Um, this flavor is so good. I'm just a little bit obsessed with caramel. Oh, me too. And oh. with the sea salt, it takes it up to the next level. Okay. So, so then we have the chocolate chip. Wait, wait, stop. For the basic. Stop. Oh, Let's we'll eat. Okay. Let's eat. Pass them out. Let's introduce Gabriel. And we're oh. going to have right now, I'm thinking, cookie and wine pairing. Is that like offensive? That's unusual. Unusual. <laughs> Original. Original <laughs> right here on table for two. Exactly. Okay. It's Miss or not, right? It's yeah. got oats in it. Yep. Okay. Five grams. Four cookies is only five grams of fat, 100 calories. Oh, that's fine. It has more, almost, yes. Four grams fiber, five grams sugar. That's it smells really good. so good. Barbara. Four cookies of only grams. five grams of sugar. Amen. I'm in. Do you hear the crunch? Protein, iron, calcium. I see good stuff in here. Can I hear the crunch? Low calorie. No cholesterol. Okay, this is for Chef Kaya. Midnight crunch. Okay. <laughs> mm. 
It's a nice packaging also. That is so good. All right. ZK, your turn, mate. I'm still chewing. It's a great snack that you can send it to s back to school with your kids um, and not feel guilty about sending them junk food, but they'll still enjoy the taste. Oh, So we're, we're going straight for the drapier? Straight to the drapier, we're straight to the champagne. Drapier, dra here, let's put them together. The perfect wine pairing, a $70 bottle of drapier champagne with some chocolate chip cookies, man. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it. Let's go. Well, it's Rosh Hashanah, so we need to celebrate. Uh, but it's not only about celebrating. It's not only about, you know, uh, uh, a bubbly, which people think is only for uh, for parties and uh, and things like that. The, the big secret about champagne and uh, sparkling wines in general is that they really pair with almost anything Even maybe cookies. not with maybe <laughs> not necessarily with cookies although we can try yeah, uh, i have one but basically uh whether it's fish or meat um whether it's sushi veal uh pomegranate pasta uh it all works it all works and uh if you need to choose one wine for an entire meal uh that's the one i would go with Okay, uh, so, so let's, let's get and that it's open. And it's delicious. It's delicious. It's uh, it, Pop that cork. It looks nice. It smells nice. It tastes nice. You know, that's what it's all about. Drapier <laughs> is one of my favorite wines. It's, Thank you. It's definitely more one of the pricier champagnes. Um, we've had it on the show quite a few times. It's my favorite. And we can drink a, a Lachaim because it's the first time on the sh you've been on the show since you became a dad. Uh, that's had, true. We had a baby yeah. over the yeah, summer. A big muzzletov from our from our family to your family. We're very excited. They actually met through social media. That is true. It is beautiful. It that's is really true. on a kosher wine food group. It's right. Yeah, kosher wine group. Kosher yeah. wine group. Not yeah. you no know, food I just met. Like. I met your wife at. Um, when some event I went to, KFWE maybe it was, yeah, the and KFW I started talking to her, year, and yeah. I was thinking, wow, she knows an awful lot about wine, <laughs> and I found out that it's your way, Go I was like, oh, <laughs> now yeah. it makes sense. She was a, she liked food before she even met her, she was a wine person before she even met him, so yeah. it was like the perfect shirach. Okay, so now we have a, a little baby, <coughs> whoa, <coughs> muzzle tov on the wine, Ooh, there it goes. <laughs> Okay, the baby. Let's get some glasses. I am. I apologize. I usually Sorry. have the kosher KFWE glasses, but I could not schlep them in from the city today. So we're drinking Actually, out of plastic. Actually, brought our kosher calm cups. So That's terrible. It's <laughs> awful. No, I'm yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. Well, you know, there is something to drink about glass. I drink my coffee out of a glass mug. I don't like ceramic mugs. Um, a little physique. Also, can we just a little bit? Oh. Leia, you're going to drink with us, right? Of course. Of course. We'll bring in the new year. Rosh Hashanah is just days days away. All right. Days Fantastic. away. Well, so, yeah, this we'll wine has it. been on the show before. Um, the Drapier House of Champagne is one of the biggest brands, biggest houses of champagne. Uh, they've been around for uh, almost 200 years. And... Uh, it was uh, chosen as the champagne of the Elise Palace, uh, which is the, the White House of France, uh, the, the palace of the President of the French Republic, in 1958, when uh, General Charles de Gaulle was uh, elected to, uh, to president. And uh, it's been ever since the, the champagne there. And uh, for the past something like seven years now, 
we've had uh, drapier in kosher as well. There is a drapier carte d'or, which we are uh, tasting today. And there is a drapier carte blanche. They are fantastic. They're also mevushal. Uh, so it's great for uh, parties, weddings. Can we talk uh, about what do you mean kosher for the last seven years? The whole brand is kosher? No. So, so what does that mean? What does that mean? Uh, we have quite a few uh, wines from all over the world, but especially uh, from France, whether it's Champagne or Burgundy or Bordeaux. Uh, wineries that have been around sometimes for 500 years, even more, uh, and have been famous the world over for making uh, world-class wines. And uh, we convinced them to produce a kosher uh, version of their wines. A kosher so batch, basically. Kosher batches, kosher run, kosher cuvée in French. Like a Heimisch, how we do a Heimischer run of something. So exactly. we make a kosher run of wine. So, and just like uh, sometimes when uh, for uh, some events parties uh, in different places, uh, you take over uh, the kitchen, you cashier it, uh, like for a Pesach program, for instance. Well, we do the same. We have uh, teams in France that go to uh, dozens of wineries there and uh, they cashier uh, the part of the winery and, uh, and the equipment, etc. And they make uh, together in cooperation, of course, with the with the winery, uh, they make a kosher run of their uh, of their wine. So and that's it's what Drapier did. It's so can we can yeah. we hold up our glasses? Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm gonna gonna take a little photo. We're gonna do a boomerang photo right <laughs> here. You wanna bring your glasses in? One, two, three. Okay, we need to do... Uh, right, bracha. So good. Someone needs to talk while we drink. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Delicious. I'm saving that one. This is amazing. <laughs> this is really good. Mm. No one can talk. We're rendered speechless from this. Um, my it tongue is tickling. Like, it has... Yeah. Right? Do you feel like there's a tickle on your tongue? Yeah. Deli I think... Seltzer or soda, it's, uh, it has like a, a light, like a sparkle to it. I understand right. why they call it, yeah. Right, it's great. And I think, don't laugh, but I think the cookie with the champagne afterwards was great. Mm -hmm. This it might be surprisingly well. Right? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm shocked. I didn't know how it would go together with the caramel still on, yeah. you know, it's in your because palate. It's probably because of the, of the salt. It's uh, sea salt caramel, uh, and I think that's doing the trick here with the with the champagne. But seriously, uh, get a champagne, get a drapier, or you know, if you want to do to do, to go with something cheaper, you can go with a cava from Spain, a fresh and a uh, cava. Uh, get that for uh, for Yamtev. And really try it with every single one of your dishes uh, over the meal, and you will be amazed how well it goes together and how much the, the the whole experience with the food uh, is enhanced by the by the wine, and how the food is enhancing uh, the taste of the wine as well. Right, because that's how really you should do it. Like it's nice to have just a glass of wine on its own, but when you pair it, like I don't love dry red by itself, but when I pair it with just the right meat dish or mm -hmm. veal, it's like wow, this isn't as dry as I thought. I wonder yeah. what what's the science behind all that. Well, you know the. You taste uh, five different things in your mouth, right? Right. Uh, you, you taste salt. You taste uh, the salty, uh, sweet, uh, savory, 
Sour. Yeah. Which one am I missing? I know. We've done four. It's not bad already. Umami. Umami. Umami is savory. So. It's strong savory. Yeah. So whatever you eat, whether it's sweet or salty or savory, is going to actually influence the taste of the next thing that you either eat or drink. And uh, the wine that you're going to drink uh, with your food uh, is going to taste a little different, both in terms of uh, flavor, aroma, and texture uh, upon the, the, the type of dish that you're actually eating. That uh, was mm-hmm. when, you, when, when you eat veal, for instance, uh, which, is, which can be sometimes a little fatty, uh, depending on the... On the on the cut that you're actually eating, or the way it's being cooked, uh, the the acidity and the bubbles uh, of champagne really cut through that, and um, the yeasty uh, flavors of the champagne uh, marry so well the the taste of the veal. It's just a match made in heaven. A match made in heaven. I love that. I I'm like imagining it. it right now. I know. Yeah. I wouldn't mind. I'm thinking about goes, the minute I could see how it go very well. You, the minute you say veal, I'm like thinking I've got a veal in my freezer. I'm gonna make that for. There you go. For Yontef. Yeah. I have a small crowd for Rosh Hashanah. Big crowd for Sukkot. But I'm thinking I have this small veal. I bought it on sale, and that's another like a little bit of advice I can give you. You know, meat does get. You know, sometimes it. More, a little bit more expensive, or, uh, closer to the holiday times. And, you know, the stores have got to hire more people. So sometimes things go up a drop. I know Gomeglat tries to bring their, keep their prices as low as possible. Um, I'm sure a lot of the stores work the same way. But sometimes there has a little bit more increase. They have more, they need more freezer space. But their electricity bills go up. So if you do see things, I'm, I'm speaking on behalf of the supermarkets. And I've spoken with so many of them over the years. So, you know, if you see something on sale during the summer, buy it and stick it in the freezer. I saw a veal on sale in the summer. said, great. If it's July, so what? Put it in the freezer. It'll be good for September. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can even cook it and then freeze it. But I think it's really important to stay ahead of the game um, and not complain about the prices of Yontif. And, <laughs> you know, it's a lot at once. But if you buy things a little bit at a time, like starting from, you know, June, July, September is like a minute away. At that point, and now it's like a few days away, and you have everything you need in your freezer. Exactly, shop your freezer in Australia. My dad spends his whole time shopping for meat, and he goes from supermarket to supermarket to the butcher, different different <laughs> kosher supermarkets that bring in kosher meats either from Sydney or Melbourne. He buys them on sale and sticks them in the freezer. If there's ever an atomic explosion, and we need to run away to Australia, go to my parents' house because my parents' house is stocked with tons of meat. <laughs> Meat and wine. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> that's my dad. He's awesome. <laughs> Party okay. down under. Yeah, that's right. We should do. We should do a kosher dot com down under, or across the world. <laughs> you could have come with me this summer. <laughs> that would have been fun. Okay, so let's talk about our next wine, and then maybe sure. Leia can find which cookie we can drink eat, drink our wine with. So we were talking about veal uh, a minute ago, and uh, I brought a, a wine that is not. It's Rosh Hashanah. We often talk about, you know, new wines uh, for the new year. So I decided to bring, of course, the Drapier and the Herzog uh, Late Harvest, which are not new wines by any means. They're my favorite. He bought me my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I also wanted to bring some new stuff here. Uh, Eagle's Landing Pinot Noir. Where's, Where's Eagle's Landing? Where's that from? Okay, so nice this time. is this has an interesting story. We it's love not, stories. It's Yay. not completely new. Uh, it's been around for over ten years. Oh, that's still new. 
but uh, it was not available really to the general public uh, until now. General uh, public meaning kosher public or just general public? General, general, general public meaning that uh, it's a wine that was before reserved for wine club members of Herzog Wine Cellars. Oh, oh, oh. And uh, <laughs> it was not available in stores, was not available to anyone else. You couldn't buy it unless you're a club member and you're getting it as part of uh, your uh, club shipments. And uh, it's grown so club. popular <laughs> and people were really uh, going for it so crazy and looking for it everywhere and so much willing to, uh, to taste it that we decided to get uh, a limited uh, allocation uh, from the winery uh, so that it would be available uh, at, least to, uh, at least to stores, uh, to selected stores in uh, New York, New Jersey. Uh, so this is very uh, very special wine. Uh, there are not many uh, kosher Pinot Noir around. Oh, Certainly they're, they're not aunt? of this quality. And uh, so this is a kosher Pinot Noir from California, from Santa Rita Hills, uh, made by Herzog Wine Cellars. And uh, the Eagles Landing uh, series uh, that usually goes to the wine club uh, is uh, Joe Hurleyman's, the winemaker. I love Joe. He's the nicest guy. I've he's done amazing. a few he's interviews great. with him. Joe is great. Hey, Joe. I I hope you're listening to us. Yay, shout out maybe to you. I, ma maybe I'll send you the link okay. uh, to listen to the podcast at least. Um, anyway, uh, that's that's his line. You know, uh, oh, so really? Wine is a big winery. Uh, and, uh, of course, it has uh, it has an agenda. We're looking to, uh, to, to make uh, uh, some specific wines from specific varieties from different regions in California. And... Uh, with the, the, the Eagles uh, landing series, we're just giving Joe complete freedom to do whatever he wants, to craft wine exactly the way uh, he sees it and uh, choose whichever varieties he wants to work with. Isn't and, he? Uh, he's amazing, Joe. <laughs> I, I'm always in awe. He's something. Right. He's got like, some people are like Mozart, right? Music. He is the... I don't even know what the right word is there. Mumche, I, I don't know. The expert, the world's expert. What's it, what's it in? Yeah, you could say that. Wine. You could say but that. He, of wine. His palate is insane. He's incredible. It's really not easy to be the chief winemaker of a winery of the size of Herzog. And, uh, and to really keep the quality consistent uh, for each and every wine, year in, year out, uh, the way he does it is very impressive. How does, how did Joe, we should, this is a story in itself, and I've, I've been out to the winery and I've been to Terra Sur twice. I was there a few months ago, in mm -hmm. fact. Thanks to you. I <laughs> yeah, I uh, I'm actually going again to LA to do a chop competition. I should do an interview with Joe. I want to do, I want to talk to Joe about how Joe met the Herzogs. Like, that's a, that, that must be some story. It must be. Right? Like, he, it, he's it, like a, is something I'll tell you. Uh, right? I'll tell you something that don't not many people know. Uh, right here on table two. Joe Hurleyman. I mean, it sounds 
a little bit Jewish. He's not Jewish. Joe is not Jewish. Uh, but he's been uh, with Herzog for such a long time. He's such a remarkable guy and very smart also, very quick-willed. Uh, he knows everything about kosher, about, you know, he, he knows such details of halacha. It amazes me e each and every time. He knows everything, because why, how. He knows all the details like no one else. And, and wine has a special halacha. Wine is not just like making carrot cake, That's true. right, or a cookie. Yeah. Wine has got like, because you can make, you know, you can... You can, uh, uh, and someone who's not Jewish can open up a box of cookies and serve you some. But if your wine is not mavushal, you can't just open a bottle of wine and serve it. Like there are so many halachot involved across the board with mm -hmm. wine, from making to serving, right? That that he knows that all. It's yeah. a, un unreal. It's a, have you met him, Leah? I have. He's fabulous, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's try Joe's wine. Try this wine. Let's try this wine. All right. Get some fresh cups. So it's another, Pinot Noir is another it. foodie wine because uh, it's uh, relatively, uh, it's usually light to medium in body. And uh, you know, we're going to have to keep eating layer because we're drinking and we need food to absorb yes, this let's alcohol. Let's have some more cookies. Would you yeah. like an almond raisin, um, coconut, chocolate coconut, chip, cinnamon, almond pecan. raisin, cinnamon, cinnamon pecan. pecan. <laughs> <laughs> we wine. try cinnamon pecan. Let's try Sounds cinnamon good. pecan. I just tried a coconut. It has like a very slight coconutty flavor. Yeah, I love People coconut who, who though. Don't, I can see they would still like this. It's not overpowering. Okay, I'm gonna smell. Can I have a look at the bottle? Again. Yeah, of course. Joe, Joe usually signs his bottles. Like, it has his signature on the labels. Speaking of this which, not, you, you, you were talking about Mavushal and Herzog wines. For the most part, almost all of them are Mavushal. This is not. Non Mavushal. This is not Mavushal. I'm checking so the room. Not yeah, we're you're all, not we're going all, to find that we're all Jewish uh, in the restaurant or the okay. wedding, usually. Uh, that's I've, really I've, uh, a I've wine to, to, to enjoy. I've uh, never heard so of this brand. So basically giving people instructions. Like you can't yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. He's, the, um, he's, the, he's, the he's running the show. Yeah. yeah, it's like the director of a movie. And uh, it tells uh, the actors what they should do. Did you get? CK didn't get up. Yeah. So Gabe, I've, I've done many of your swirl videos. I've been on set while you're <laughs> filming and I've learned a lot about wine. I'm not joking. I, I learned things I never knew. Can I come and be on the set of that? Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good idea. Next time we film, yeah. I'll let you know. <laughs> I, I really enjoy doing those shoots with you. Um, so one thing I learned is how to swirl it in the cup without spilling it. You yeah. put it on the table and you spin it around like that. Maybe even easier. Can you see? Can they see that like on this? the... <laughs> <laughs> that's a different story. You know, can, we work with what we have. Yeah, let's talk about if you... That we we have a YouTube channel, so you can watch us. A lot of actually, see, I have to tell you, I'm going to interrupt for one second. CK, so many people told me like in the last week, because we've been on hiatus the whole summer, that they've watched all the YouTubes and they need some more. So I'm like, don't worry, we're going back. Season six is starting. So, <laughs> uh, so, so, how and do we swirl? How do we swirl? swirl and so how and why? Okay, please share. Let's start with why. Uh, why? you swirl uh, the wine in the glass. Because your head swirls from the <laughs> wine that you're about if to you drink. If you don't eat enough cookies uh, beforehand. The, the, the wine, <laughs> you know, when, when the, wine is, the wine is a, is a living product. And uh, when mean? it's confined, when it's confined, in the, it, it evolves uh, with time in the bowl. It evolves with time uh, mm. when it's being aged, whether it's in a stainless steel vat or uh, an oak barrel. And uh, over time, it ages. 
And some wines can age for two years, some for five, some for 10, some for 15, and very few can age for even uh, 20 years. I'm actually talking about Enjoy of Kosher. Uh, I wrote an article about uh, those wines that have stood uh, the, the test of time. Uh, there are very few wines that can go for the very long haul, uh, especially in Kosher. Um, so uh, those are uh, those are very uh, very special. So wine is a living product. Uh, when it's confined in the bowl, uh, the the aromas, the flavors uh, can be sometimes a little uh, muted. And uh, when you open the bowl of wine uh, and you pour the glass, uh, if you really want to get all the aromas and the flavors, you swirl your glass or you even uh, pour the wine into a decanter uh, to give it air, to let it breathe. Okay. And uh, when you let it breathe, it allows the wine to really like get release. relaxed, release its flavors and uh, open up. Kick, kick back and relax and work. Exactly. Work its magic. Okay, so what's swirling? I've learned how to detect it. Like sometimes I remember like, I've tasted the wine and I've been like, this needs to be aerated more. And I'll, like, you know. <gasps> yeah. Lena, I'm, you I'm have come <laughs> so far, girl. It's amazing. It's oh incredible. well, I'm impressed. Can I just? Say, I, I really just smelt this now again <laughs> after <laughs> I swirled it, and it was so much more aromatic. My my you glands, it, like, my glands were like going. There's a difference. Oh my god, what a difference. Mm -hmm. Okay, peeps. So when I when I'm trying to imagine you all, you've just made kiddish, and you're taking your crema lager and you're all swirling it. Mm. <laughs> Does that work with the crema lager? I find it makes the biggest difference with like a dr very dry red. Like if you think it's too dry and it's too much and too overpowering, sometimes it just needs to air. A little bit of air. Yeah, you know it's true. Um, Jay once said he bought wine and he sucked it through his teeth, and he said that also helps. You made like this hissing noise, and he mm -hmm. said that's aerating yeah. it while you're exactly. sipping. Exactly, you do it also in the in, in the mouth. Uh, there is the swirling in the glass, and there is the swirling in the mouth. Okay. You take some. Um, uh, I'll do it. All right, all eyes hey, on hey, Gabriel. Skipping he, a step here, isn't there the sniff? Mm -hmm. He's swooshing it in his mouth like he's swooshing Listerine, and then he's spitting, which is very common. It's not rude. It's actually supposed to be done. Exactly, I'm tasting so wine, he, so and I have to drive afterwards. Oh. Of course, on Shabbos or Yom Tov. If I'm at a restaurant and having a nice bottle of wine at the table, I'm going to drink it and savor it with my meal. Here I'm tasting wine because there are no tasting buds, taste buds in the in the belly or in the throat. Uh, the taste buds, the whole tasting experience itself is happening in the mouth. The tongue, the palate, uh, all that happens in the mouth. So I don't need to swallow the wine to drink it to uh, actually... Uh, uh, taste it and see all its uh, uh, character, personality, flavors, etc. Wine has personality, just like we do. It does. This it's a living beautiful product. It's a, like yeast, it can be, also. And wine can, can be moody sometimes. Really? Like, really? what does that mean? How do you get wine in a bad mood? <laughs> so The children doesn't do their homework? <laughs> <laughs> Some wine sometimes can go into what we like to call, uh, in uh, the professional jargon, uh, in, uh, in, in a dumb phase. Uh, you can have a, a great wine that just, I mean, even if you uh, decant it, let it breathe, swirl it in your glass, it just doesn't taste um, the way it's supposed to taste. It's just not, there's something wrong with it. There is something like, it, it, it's in a bad mood. Uh, so how do, you, how do you correct that? How do you make it all happy again? 
Well, there, 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 no, there is no, there, there, there is, there is no magic there. The, the only thing that you can do is just wait. You just like, okay, so this ball, this wine, might be right now. In general, not just this specific ball, but in general, this specific wine, which is say, for instance, let's let's say that happens with this wine. It, it didn't. Let me reassure you. Uh, but let's say that you have one day above Eagle's Landing, Pinot Noir, and it doesn't smell bad. It's, it's not that it's off. It's just not there. Uh, so it could be in a dumb phase, which means, you know what, let's wait six months, a year, maybe until the next time you open a bottle of this wine, because maybe uh, it needs time to uh, uh, go out of its, uh, of its uh, current state. Uh, so, and yeah, wine can be moody. The temperature doesn't affect it? Like, if you expose it to heat or cold, would that c- yeah, cause it? Yeah, of course. So that, that that could actually spoil the wine to uh, to expose it, especially to heat. Uh, within uh, a few hours, you could really ruin the, right. the best bottle of wine. Let, let's talk about, and we I know we've spoken about this many times on Table for Two, but our listeners are always mm-hmm. growing. We have new people listening to the show all the time. So... Sometimes I repeat questions on shows if you're no an problem. old listener, a long-time listener, I should say. Um, you may you may have heard this question. We've gone through our Rosh Hashanah meal. We have three quarters of a bottle finished. We have one quarter left. But why should we throw that out? What are we doing with our leftover wine? Well, uh, what most people do, they're just going to recork the ball. Uh, and I would usually do that myself, uh, recork the ball and even put it in the fridge. Even if it's a red wine, I'll put it in the fridge because that's an environment with the combination of both the temperature, the cold temperature, and uh, the low oxygen that you find uh, in a fridge uh, will uh, preserve the wine uh, better. Of course, when you want to drink that leftover, if it's a red wine, you need to bring it closer to uh, room temperature right. uh, because if it's very cold, it's not going to be uh, to be enjoyable. Uh, but that's if you're going to drink the wine like the the next day and maybe two days uh, afterwards. Oh, there's three day end dips coming up. People exactly. Right, right. No, but sometimes like you don't fridge. quite finish a bottle. You want to mm-hmm. so have it for the next day. So like you put it after you cl- clear up and, and the kids help you clean up, right? <laughs> so I have a then trick. Then you put in the wine in the fridge, you know. I have a trick uh, and it's a very uh, well-known trick for uh, the, the big wine aficionados. Uh, you take a plastic ball, like for ball of palm springs or whatever, uh, an empty plastic ball. You pour the wine into the plastic ball. You squeeze the ball to take all the air uh, out of the ball, and you just uh, uh, put the cap back on, and then you can put it in the fridge, and it could preserve for a week or two, no problem. Interesting. And what about those vacuums? Sometimes you have wine yeah. vacuums. Uh, the the vacuum sealers, uh, those uh, those vacuum pumps. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a big fan of. I I, I found them to actually uh, take some of the aromas from the from the wine. That's mm. that's me. Some have different that experiences. It's an aroma killer. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think that if you're if you really have a bottle of wine that you didn't finish and that you would like to finish, a really good wine would be really too bad to uh, uh, to pour it down the, the drain. Uh, then you take uh, you take that plastic ball and uh, you just uh, pour the wine into it, squeeze it out, and uh, and put it in the fridge, and you can enjoy it next Shabbos. Okay, so yeah. it's good. Wine does not go to waste. One other suggestion is you can use it in cooking also. 
That too. I, I cook Only with a lot of wine. Going to drink it. I mean, if it's right. good drinking Yantif wine, it's probably your nice. I mean, you, you always say game to cook with nice wine also, right? Right. You'd never That's cook uh, with uh, anything uh, you're not going to drink. Exactly. That's uh, like... Uh, there, there are people who say you should actually cook with the wine you're going to drink with your meal. I think that's a little exaggerated, uh, but uh, I think that you should never you should never cook with a wine you didn't drink. You like cooking wine? Uh-uh. Those bottles of cooking wine, I don't use them. No. Uh, I only I don't use like that. I I buy a case of Zamora. Yeah. Like it's well priced Cabernet, it's a little bit on the sweeter side cuz it's mm-hmm, a young grape. True. And I it's about $8 a bottle. I buy a case of that at a time either for drinking or for cooking. And there you go. You know, you always have a I always have a case of red and a case of white. I really got into, I tell you, it's a white one by the Herzog. It's got um, a picture of the front of the, of the winery? winery and it's a white wine. Oh, it's probably the Chenin Blanc, I guess. Chenin Blanc. Yeah. It's delicious. We it, got it, into it over is Pesa. Is it the, the one that's a little sweet? A little sweet. Yeah, we exactly. Like a, that's we like a little nice. sweet or yeah. off dry. Really, my fa- husband's favorite wine is a Crema Lager, mm-hmm. if you could have his first try. And the second one, when he goes fancy, is the Bartonora Blue Bottle, okay. which is Royal Wines, I think, the <laughs> highest selling wine. Am I correct? That's true. It's the, it's the highest selling Moscato in the world, kosher or not. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> like, I heard and some of the rappers well. like it. Yeah. That, they they made it famous. And yeah, now there's the, the new the new Bartonera Sparking Rosé Moscato. Oh, that is a and gorgeous that's, bottle. And that's, that's going to be the next big I thing. haven't tasted it yet, but yeah. I saw the bottle and it is stunning. Question. <laughs> Why is it in the studio? Next time, maybe. Next time. If okay, let's nice. book him on. <laughs> <laughs> let's book him on. I would like... Can that be in my tasting box? My VIP <laughs> tasting box? Okay, cool. All right, so moving down right. along the line. Okay, so this one. Layers. This one I really wanted to talk okay, about. Drink, drink Leia, drink, because we've got another bottle coming up. So another brand Perfect. new wine. So brand new that I've never tasted it. <gasps> Promise, the first time. Really? I never tasted this, this wine. This is fantastic. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can I get this on Instagram? All right. Herzog Special Reserve Quartet 2013. Um, it's a brand new wine from Herzog Wine Cellars. Uh, it's a blend of four varieties, hence the name Quartet. Hold it so I can see the Yeah, we're, we're taking <laughs> a picture. Wait, can I just say we're like totally social mediaing this up? Okay, look up. Fantastic. <laughs> so it's a blend of Petit Verdot, which we like to nickname PV. Uh, oh. Cabernet for, Sauvignon. For, the, for, those, uh, for those in the industry, they've got <laughs> nicknames for the wine. Exactly. What's, what's Champagne's nickname? Uh, bubbly. Bubbly. In Australia, <laughs> they call it Champers. Yeah. Oh, I like to call it shampoo. Shampoo. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the drap here is a, a drap. The drap. The drap. The drap. Yeah. Okay, let's so talk about the, the, the red one. The, uh, the brand new wine. So we're talking about Joe Herleman before the winemaker. His full glasses. Here's some new glasses that we can use to taste this wine. Uh, so it's a brand new blend from uh, Herzog Wine Cellars for the Special Reserve uh, series. And uh, it's been, it's a wine that we have uh, waited a long time uh, for its release. So it's very exciting. Now, what do you mean a long time? Was it sitting in storage in the barrels? It was in the barrels for a while. And then it was sitting in storage at the winery until it was ready for release, ready to drink. It's a wine that will age 
uh, probably nicely for quite a few years, but it's already very enjoyable. Okay, right let's now. pass them around. So Can't you say I love that caramel sea salt? Okay. I know, it's so good, right? Okay. I'm pretty impressed with the cinnamon pecan too. Okay, we're, we're having a little side Don't note cookie. Don't forget to swirl it first. Yeah, well, okay, back to swirling in. Leia and I just had a little cookie talk because we can't stop eating the cookies. Well, actually, another reason why we're stuffing our faces, A, because it's delicious, and B, because you need to eat while you drink. <laughs> Here, pass me the cinnamon pecan. Cinnamon pecan, okay. So, as you may know, many wines are aged in oak barrels uh, for a certain period of time. There are different types of oak barrels. There is French oak barrels. There is American oak barrels. What does that mean? Because each terroir of tree is different Am I yeah uh, right? it's it's different type of trees also but it's a they're different all type oak. Of oak oh it's they're, okay. they're oak from the same family of the oak trees but it's uh different species okay, of different species. Uh, of i thought oak. maybe how it's grown in the ground different would make varieties it. yeah different like there are di different varieties of grapes uh for wine or otherwise uh there are also different varieties of oak trees um and uh the the wood uh that they uh, that they produce those trees uh, will impact the taste of the wine differently. Uh, for uh, for instance, when when you have a, f a, f a wine that's aged in a French oak barrel, it will typically have uh, some. Uh <laughs> You're not expecting that, no? <laughs> that was so strong. <laughs> yeah, it's it's powerful. It's powerful. That's I what really I heard. I really like that Pinot Noir. That's, That's why I'm a little nervous to try. Actually, be nervous. <laughs> anyway, for French oak, usually you taste uh, and you smell some vanilla on the nose, I'm gonna let it uh, <laughs> some tobacco, uh, and tobacco. Oxygen. Yeah, tobacco. Tobacco. Oh wait, <laughs> I know. I shouldn't make. Oh, I have an accent too. Oh, I wasn't sure what you're saying. Yeah, tobacco. I know. I know. I'm being told that each and every time I say that word. What, tobacco? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I should know by now. <laughs> I know. When I say oregano, people are like, it's oregano. I'm like, no, it's oregano. <laughs> I don't have an accent. Born and raised in New Jersey wait, my whole life. Wait, and you know you do have an accent. I to have me, a New Jersey accent. you have an accent. I don't have like a Brooklyn accent. I have a New Jersey accent. Right. You people, don't. So people think that I do. It's still an American accent. It's a very American accent. Right. Me and Gabriel, you have an American accent. Yeah. Whenever I hang out with, I talk to people that aren't Jewish, no one ever asks me if I have an accent. But Jewish people, because I don't sound like I'm from Brooklyn, so they think I have an accent. Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn. Okay. I was just talking to someone yesterday. Squirrel. I say squirrel. Squirrel. A lot of Jewish people say squirrel or far. I say squirrel. I say squirrel. Uh, I don't okay, think wait, it's they're I'm from Jewish. Brooklyn. What do you guys say? <laughs> squirrel? A squirrel. A Maybe squirrel. it's Muncie. A lot of my friends from Muncie say squirrel. I don't know what I say. How do you say it, guys? Okay. Send me a voice note. Squirrel. It's squirrel. a squirrel. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> Sorry for sidetracking the conversation here. <laughs> I know, side conversation. My nephews and nieces love to make fun of my accent. It's, I it's have never been able to figure out your accent. If yeah. I tried to imitate it, I could not. Many pe many people have tried. He's from Switzerland. He's not French. Yeah, I have you know the French right. accent, but from the French part of Switzerland, not from France, and it's mixed in with my 16 years in Israel. So uh <laughs> Swiss <laughs> French is really right. that is, is why is it's it, so hard to place. Is it Renee Malas Swiss French? She's from Switzerland. But she lives near the French side. Part? Do you know uh, which part she lives in? Renee Mala. Uh, no, I do not know. I do not know. Cookbook author extraordinaire, super talented. 
team. Food well, stylist. Food stylist. Recipe authors. I She's great. To, we work with I her. Like, she has I a show on kosher.com. Her, her <laughs> kosher.com show is Renee's Table. Oh, yeah, of course. Let, let's come. And we, I want to talk a couple more minutes about kosher.com after we've had our little swirly-whirly over here. You ready for this? Okay. It's too strong. So here I smell the American oak, It's powerful. Actually. It's, it's, it's really something. Oak. Strong like America. Okay, ZK, was that strong? Too strong. I feel like this needs no, a hunk no, of Parmesan cheese with I it I like now. this. I like this. This works for me. Uh, it's definitely better after I swirled it. Yeah. The, the, the aroma also isn't as it was When I drank this right out of the cup without swirling, you saw my reaction. I was like, oh, my God, this is too much. Did you see the Pinot Noir I waited to drink longer than you did, and it came out so good. Like, the extra oh, time, I have to say, you would not believe how much it I thought this was excellent, though, overall, yeah, the yeah. Pinot Noir. Well, oh, it. that was amazing. It's a powerful wine, and it's not a surprise because it's made from four varieties that are known for being usually... Uh, pretty uh, powerful. Cabernet Sauvignon, which everybody knows, uh, Petit Verdot, Malbec, and Zinfandel. So they all pack quite a punch. It's concentrated. Uh, it's very juicy. It's fruit forward. Uh, there is some nice influence here of uh, the aging in the, in the oak barrels. And uh, you get the tannins, the, the, which is you know drying your mouth when you uh, swallow the wine. I, I What's this one called again? This is the mm -hmm. California Quartet red wine? The Quartet, yeah. I'm thinking of all the recipes that are going through my head that would be amazing. Moroccan spare ribs that I from my book True. and roast and, and and turkey, no. Turkey's too light. Veal? Hey, don't you also, I think, too light. Veal's too light, what? You have the spare ribs in one of our videos. I have the spare ribs on my... Uh, yeah, it's actually it's also in the book. Um, and they were delicious. I think I ate one. That was really good. I know. I get a lot of requests for that. But the ribs, definitely. Rolls, like smoked brisket. Oh, smoked brisket. There you go. Okay, we should send this to the guys in Texas who are feeding everyone yeah, smoked yeah, brisket absolutely. right now. Ari White, when they're in queue. Yeah, oh, Ari and... My and good friend, Ari. <laughs> he's great. He's Big great. shout out. He's got some really good fun stuff happening also for his business. Yeah. So we're looking forward to hearing from him. Let's try that last bottle. And because, the last bottle. Because we've got to finish off with a little bit of dessert wine exactly. for our... Dessert dessert. wine, sweet wine. It's Rosh Hashanah, right? Shanatova Ometuka. Uh, you want to have a sweet new year. And uh, There's four cups a later. great I dessert wine. Too. Uh, to uh, to go along with say an apple cake, uh, honey apple cake, or an, ap or an apple pie. I have that with fish. Tarte aux pommes. I, I serve that with gravlax, which Why is not? like sh uh, salmon made with yep. um, sugar and salt and dill. Um, delicious. And then we serve that with some challah and some a dill dipping sauce yeah. and some um, of this. Oh, am I giving this to ZK? This is a good one. With the uh, late harvest Riesling, and it's fabulous together. Well, that's something oh, to try. Again. This is try this with Gravlax. Yeah, it is. It mm. goes down so smooth. Oh my god, <laughs> this is good stuff. Yeah, good one, right? ZK, so happy now. <laughs> this is much milder, sweeter, lighter. Mm -mm. This could almost convince me to turn into a fan of weights. I know that's Gabe's what? personal mission <laughs> to convince mm. people to drink white. Well, Jay also loves white over red. Yeah. I love white wine. It, like People white. think they're so fancy. Oh, I only drink red. You know what? There are some fantastic white wines out there. I don't understand 
why red that dries out your mouth is like this. White wines are in no way inferior to red wine. No way! It's, um... All the best that are mentioned drink white. I'm just saying that. Some of the some of the best wines in the world, some of the most expensive wines in the world, are white. Are white. What's the world's most expensive bottle? Kosher. Uh, oh, kosher. Well, uh, we can go to non-kosher. You can answer that too. <laughs> well, uh, non-kosher. Uh, one of the most expensive, certainly white, is a Riesling from Germany, uh, from Egon Müller. Okay. And that can go for like ten thousand dollars a bottle. Why? What makes that ten grand a bottle and this like seventy or? Well, 10? it's a very limited production, very high in demand. It's a wine that can age for many years. Yes, a white wine, some white wines, great Riesling, some Chardonnay, uh, can age for decades sometimes, and uh, also the sweet dessert wines. Uh, even Herzog late harvest Riesling, which is not that expensive, uh, can age easily for ten years, no problemo really? if uh, if stored properly. Uh, so um, white wines no are great, drinking. just as great as uh, red wine. And you need to uh, open up your mind uh, to uh, to try white wine because they're easier to drink, easier to pair with food, uh, much more aromatic. Uh, the, it's much easier also to get the, the flavors uh, when you're uh, starting with wine uh, in general. So uh, it, it's really something that I highly recommend. I wrote quite a few articles about that, uh, especially Last Pesach was really my focus. I saw that. you were White wine. You did a mag in a magazine article that yeah, was on my Pesach. Divine. Yeah, well, mm -hmm. I actually saw it. Someone had brought it down to my Pesach program and, yeah, oh, in great. Florida for Ram Caterers. We're just lining up some shots here. We're taking some of our own social media shots right here. Follow us on the Nachum Siegel Network. Okay, let's talk to, speaking about following, let's follow up a little bit more with layonkosher.com. Gabriel has a show. Uh, all about, it's called Swirl. Yeah, Swirl. Jay and Gabe. And with Jay and Gabe, the two of them together. Oh my gosh. Yep, yep. Up, 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 up. <laughs> they are quite the duo. They are quite the duo. Jay is always fun when he comes down to the studio. But thank you, Gabe, always for coming. I really appreciate you coming my down. My pleasure. Um, Likewise. Okay, Leia, so let's talk a little bit more as the show comes. You know, we've got about less than 10 minutes to talk and continue talking about kosher.com. You know, you have these videos out there. Um, what what made that like such a big thing now on on modern day kosher websites and all that or blogs or we were discussing the beginning what's a blog and what's a website <laughs> right um i mean it's really something that there's such a big demand for kosher entertainment um you know videos that you can show your kids and in you know the religious Jewish community, people are really looking for, you know, like Chops is so popular and all of these cooking shows. And there's something to be said for, you know, watching people cook things that you could eat yourself and, right. you know, you can relate to and it's geared for what you're interested in. How many different shows do we have now? We had 12. We just added a brand new one. So now Which we have one? 13. Which one is the It's thing? called Mike's Day Off. With Mike. Chef Mike of Mike's Bistro. Oh, that's great. You and, know, he and I did a DVD together. Oh, really? I want to say I it's know. called Everyday Kosher Cooking. I mean, he has a segment and I have my own segment. It was five chefs. Actually, buy them on Amazon. I think there's a couple left to buy. Um, 
So Mike goes up to a kitchen up on the shore of Long Island and you know we have two segments up. So one of them, he shows you what he does with sweet summer corn fresh from the farmer's market. And in the second one, he cooks some fish and some other dishes on the grill out in you know the summer sun. And it's really, am- people are hearing great feedback about it. People love watching him. Mike's know. very entertaining yes. and he's a super talented chef. He really knows his he stuff. He knows what he's doing. He knows about. what he's doing. I mean, you don't get to be in the restaurant business in New York for, I would say, close to 20 years. He must be close to 20 years at this point. And he's still very years. involved. Like, he comes out and talks to all the customers. He, he talks to people. He knows what's on their minds. And so this, you know, he's not on the job. Like, this is him on his day off. Like, you know, relax, enjoying, talking about what he li- guy, enjoys cooking. We should go out there for lunch afterwards, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Yeah, right? We have so much going on right I totally now. I would, but there's a lot of work to do. I know. <laughs> I have to go back to the office. I've got to do a chop competition this afternoon. <laughs> yeah. We try to kind of fill in all our free time with some work, so thank God for that. But, okay, so what what else can people find there? Like, I can talk about what's coming up for Rosh Hashanah. We I, have I would like that really because, yeah, we need to up. know what's coming up. Here, let me give you, I have a list. Oh, let me tell has, you a sneak a preview. We have, oh, this one's amazing. We have a sh- you know our shortcuts channel. Oh yeah, like just the food, just the hands, no person, just showing you exactly how to make the food. So we have a challah braiding video for a round challah. Oh, that's Shana, actually with great. A, with an interesting way of doing it. Okay, cool. Renee's table that I mentioned earlier with Renee Muller, she's doing a flower video, so she shows you how to make your table beautiful. Not um, with F L O U R, F L O W. Exactly the the things that grow and look pretty yeah um and then we have four amazing things that you can do with apples if you want some creative inspiration with victoria dweck oh victoria we have honey muffins we have stuffed cabbage shabbos with yesi everyone loves yesi ah do you know he was on the show i feel like we brought him to the forefront because he was on the show no one had heard of him we I always think of you as like, you're like a shadchan for foodies. Like you make the connection. I make the connection. <laughs> Remember when Yossi came in, I was doing my book with Miriam Pascal. She's like, we've got to go to Snaps Kosher for lunch. I'm like, sure, no problem. We go there. He feeds us up a storm. We turn on Instagram live. He has me doing hamburgers with him. And then all of a sudden, he's appearing on videos everywhere and he's on social media. He has fun with this. And he's, he's just fun to watch. He's, he's so enthusiastic personable. about the food and he... He knows how to make it really well. And his food, I have to say, if you're out in New Jersey, he's great. And, and Yossi Matapil, those two guys have got the hand on New Jersey, both of them. I, I don't know which one well, to Yossi go to Weiss first. Yossi is down in Lakewood. Yossi's in Lakewood and, and same with Yossi Matapil. Yeah, in Lakewood. Both in Lakewood. Both so in much Lakewood. happening in the Lakewood. I, I know. Somewhere. And they're on other sides of town. When you come in, you go to one and then you go out on the other, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Get them both. And we also have um, SD Woolby's coming back with a new show, Bunt Cake with Pomegranate. And Heshi J of Scoop Lifestyle. Um, the show Inside Scoop is coming with a beautiful way to set up your Rosh Hashanah table. That's actually great because I can make really yummy food. I can make the food itself look pretty and use a nice dish, but I don't know how to set my table right. And we have Danielle Renov hey, coming back with love you, Danielle. a kisses. soup for Sukkot, or Sukkot, uh, a tomato soup. Tomato soup. So we're yeah. going to see what that's going to be like. I'm sure it'll be delicious. Okay, that's great. That's all for Yontif. I think I've got two more shows coming up also because we've got two videos that haven't gone out yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, definitely got some. We have quite soup. a lot, like, you know, waiting, a, ready to launch. A big, a big lineup. to share it with you all. Yeah, it's fun. It's been a lot of fun working with the whole kosher.com team and, and being, you know, other, I, 
making videos or, you know, just being on Instagram with you guys. It's been a lot of fun. People really like appreciate it. So if you have if you don't know about it and if you have today's the first time you're hearing about it, check it out. It's it's an amazing website. And sometimes from the magazine articles that you have or you know, from Mishpacha or Ami or Joy of Kosher and you've thrown it out. You're like, oh my God, where was that recipe for such and such? You can actually type it in and quite often the recipes are catalogued in... In Gushu.com. We have the archives from all of these places. What we really offer That's is huge. the most diverse collection of sources. So whether you want a fancy, patchy, like magazine type of recipe, or if you just want a simple, classic, high-mish, basic, we have a brand new cookbook we've just added to Gushu.com. We're adding more and more recipes every day. Um, there's always something new on the site. So you can search. We have a Rosh Hashanah section that you can look through and get ideas for your menu. Um, you can filter, so you can look for easy recipes if you're in a hurry or if you have some guests coming that you really want to impress, you can search for difficult and <laughs> really show off what you can do. So we have everything. There's something for everyone. I and we're that. growing every day. Growing every day. I love it. Kosher.com. Kosher wine. Brilliant kosher wines. Amazing. Gabriel, thank you so much for coming. Leia, thank always. you so much for coming. I know it was a bit Great of a slip from New Jersey. This is so much fun. I loved being with you guys and it was really exciting. Um, we have an Erev Shabbat show with Mark Zomik that's going to uh, play right after Table for Two. Um, we hope you'll listen right up music right up to Lichbenching, sponsored by our friends at Kerem. Everyone, I want to wish you a Shabbat Shalom, a Shana Tovak, Tiva Vechati Matova, from my family to your family, from the Nacham Siegel Network to your family. Shabbat Shalom, Shana Tova. Bye. Happy cooking, happy eating. Kosher.com.